Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Happy 2019. Hope that your new year is off to a wonderful start. We've got some great guests lined up for this year. And we have some new ways for our listeners to get connected to us. We have a new private Facebook group for Talk to Your Pharmacist listeners. For those of you who are interested in networking, advocacy, and leadership, I'll be doing some Facebook Lives within this group so that you can ask questions. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, Talk to Your Pharmacist, for more details, or follow our Instagram, Talk to Your Pharmacist, to find more about this new Facebook group. Also, I am going to be hosting a second webinar on January 15th at 6 p.m. Central to help you prep for interview tips and to get you ready to ace your residency interviews. To sign up for this online webinar, visit the website www.pharmacyadvisory.com workshops. We'll also have more info on our Instagram page, Talk to Your Pharmacist. And now for our guest, Lisa King, who is the author of Tiny Life Changes. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Lisa King, is co-author of Tiny Life Changes with her sister, Lauren Daniels, who is a life coach and breast cancer survivor. The two sisters wanted to join forces and have uh, share what they have learned in their combined 45 years of health and healing. Uh, their book, Tiny Life Changes, went to number one on Amazon on its launch date of January 9th. And Lisa and her sister Lauren uh, are doing speaking engagements together and have put together a coaching and accountability package for women who want to change their lives. They believe that taking it one day and one step at a time will lead to big results in achieving goals and dreams. So Lisa is a pharmacist and is bringing in that knowledge. So we're excited to have you, Lisa, on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I'm so excited to be here today. I, I love sharing and especially with other pharmacists because I've been a pharmacist for about 30 years now. So I know lots of pharmacists and I love sharing with them. Wonderful. Well, now that our listeners have heard just a little about your background, maybe you can uh, fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit more about your personal life. Well, um, my sister and I, as we said, are, are both in health and healing for 45 years. So I've been a pharmacist for 30 years now. I um, always knew I wanted to be a pharmacist. And um, I got married very young, became a pharmacist, started having children. So I've been a working mom and a pharmacist for 30 years. I've always worked retail. Uh, my sister um, is a breast cancer survivor, and she. Um, founded an organization here in Phoenix called the Happily Ever After League 
So she had a very difficult time that she was going through when she had her breast cancer diagnosis and she had a double mastectomy when she, uh, her youngest was 11 months old. So at about that same time, um, it was the downturn of 2008. My husband and I had a lot of real estate holdings and um, we were going through a very difficult time ourselves. So we really, Lauren and I got together and just were able to both go through our difficult times in, um, in different ways by just becoming more positive. We delved into self-development. And from there, we wanted to share that with others, just how to turn around a difficult situation and to make it a little bit more positive. So that's the basis for how we wrote the book. Yeah, no, that's really fascinating. Um, I I did want to to get more insight into you know how you decided to write the book and um, you know walk. Well, maybe you can provide just a little bit more detail on maybe the journey of publication. I know a lot of people probably may have a, an idea about wanting to write a book, but you know do people actually follow through and maybe you can share um, some of your lessons learned along the way because your book has been so successful. So how, how can people maybe navigate um, to set up a book and, and get it as a number one Amazon seller, like uh, tiny life changes? Yes. Thank you. Um, As a matter of fact, that's usually one of the first things we hear when we tell people that we've written a book or we were writing a book. People always say, oh, I want to write a book too. And and I think we both knew that we had a book in us and I had always wanted to write a book. So we kind of, you know, we love um, really pretty uh, journals, things like that. So our book is more of a guide um, to achieving your goals and dreams. So you can write in it. it. It's very pretty. So we honestly, when we went about this, we honestly had no idea what we were doing. So I luckily had a friend who was also an Amazon bestselling author. And she said, well, let me introduce you to my publicist. And I talked to him and honestly, I gave him the idea. And he's like, Lisa, I, I love this. It sounds like a great idea. He's like, if you were going to tell me that you were going to write the story of your life, I was going to have to tell you, no, I'm not interested. So he basically what he said to us, and this is a big thing to keep in mind for anybody who may be interested in writing a book. He just kept going back to with us. The reader should be thinking what's in it for me. So you really be sharing with the reader and kind of teaching them something along the way or letting them have some sort of self-development or learning something about themselves. So it can't really just be about you when you're writing the book. It really has to be about the reader too. So uh, luckily we went with Beyond Publishing Global, who was our publisher. Um, He was really great, Michael, at just keeping us in line um, once we knew we wanted to write the book about sharing, you know, something, what's in it for the reader, just always keeping that in mind. So basically, we just wrote everything down on paper. Uh, We kind of wanted it to be really simple. It's um, really simple reminders about just staying positive, just staying on track with your goals. Um, A lot of times change is just very daunting to people. So we wanted to keep the book um, very simple. And we we didn't want it to be daunting for people to write the book. So when we were done, we handed it off to him. He made it into a pretty little journal um, style book did everything for us, Um, you know, all the, you know, registering it and getting it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And 
Luckily, uh, we really were able to um, get to number one in our category on its launch date, mostly through social media. We, I love sharing on social media and just through social media and sharing with friends and family, um, the book was able to become very successful on its launch date. That's amazing. And so Lisa, speak, talking, going back to, um, you know, what's in it for the reader, who, who are your typical readers? Are they mostly pharmacists or, or other people finding your book and, and finding value in that? Well, the funny thing about it was, um, my sister and I, you know, she just turned 50. I'm over 50. And so our original audience were women over 50. I really feel that, especially um, for women, as you're cresting 50, you're really sometimes wanting a change in life. You're becoming an empty nester. You know, women who have had careers such as myself, maybe looking for something slightly different, a a different angle on their career or slowing down. Um, And then women who have been staying home with their children may have wanted to really try also try something new, go into a new career. So that was our original audience. But really, Tiny Life Changes has something for everyone. And when we were doing our website and we were looking for people to um, give testimonials, there were actually two very young guys, millennials, who just insisted on giving their testimonial because they loved the book so much. So I really think although we originally wrote it towards women, it really couldn't be for anyone and honestly, the biggest thing most people say when they read the book is, oh, I have a friend who would love this. So they usually buy, wind up buying one for a friend or giving one as a gift as well. Yeah, no, I love that. And so speaking you know, about social media, I have started following you as well. And I've seen some uh, posts about kind of like what do people over the age of 50 do with social media? And so y'all are kind of starting a movement um, about that to get more people engaged in networking um, on Instagram and social media. So it sounds like you've been really successful with that. Um, do you have any other tips for how you've been able to use social media successfully? Um, I just love social media. I I mostly share on Instagram. And the funny thing about it was about two years ago, I decided to open up an Instagram account. And I honestly didn't even know what Instagram was. So I don't even know why I was there. But I am and I, I just love sharing there. I love sharing the power of social media is just amazing to me. I have met the most incredible group of women on social media. And you know, we help each other out. I, you know, have have guest blogged, I've been on podcasts, I share their information, I promote them. So it's just this great group. And um, my children are very spread in age. So when I when I had high school children, I um, wasn't necessarily connecting with those moms in this baseball stands, because my boys were playing baseball, because I had a two year old at the time. And and then when I was with the two-year-old moms, I had high schoolers at home, so I couldn't write, really feel like I was connecting with them. So this really has given me such an outlet to connect with other women, um, you know, my own age. And just even today, you know, I shared a little bit more from my pharmacist cap instead of my, um, you know, positivity. I, I share about health, happiness, and ageless living, a lot of disease prevention, But today I really wanted to share about tips about, you know, staying healthy for the holidays, cold prevention. So I just feel like it's such a great way to get the message out. And so many people can see my little video that I put up and 
instead of, you know, telling one friend at a time, everybody can see it at once and hear what they should have in their house to stay healthy for the holidays. Yeah, that is great. And social media is uh, becoming more of a great way to get your get medical information. So, you know, people for a while have been turning to WebMD and, you know, websites like that. But now um, they can find, you know, their favorite pharmacist uh, on Instagram or maybe they have a YouTube channel and follow them and, and get great tips like you mentioned. Um, so, Lisa, pharmacists and other healthcare professionals you know, sometimes start to lose track of caring for themselves. So we're, you know, always um, caring for others, but some of your content talks about self-care. So what would you say to pharmacists who are out there about self-care? Well, I I really think that, you know, self-care is so important. And I think as pharmacists, we are just really type A personalities. And we all know that you know, part of disease prevention is not only healthy eating, exercise, but stress reduction, you know, not only for cardiac, uh, you know, health, but just overall health. Um, and I really think, you know, we just are on the go so much, especially on our jobs. And we really just need to take time for ourselves outside the job, you know, whether that be taking a walk or exercising or reading a book. I, I really feel even for myself, for so many years, that was just really foreign to me. Even sleep seemed like, you know, an indulgence. And, um, you know, we work very long days. I work 12-hour days. And I know many of your listeners are also working 12-hour days. And honestly, I'm coming into my weekend to work. So I kind of work almost seven on, seven off. And, um, you know, after several 12-hour shifts in a row, if, if I want to take a nap on my day off, I do. And in the past, I would feel like, oh my gosh, that's just so indulgent. I shouldn't be napping. I should be cleaning the house or doing something else. But really, I just think as part of an overall wellness plan and disease prevention, self-care is just so important. So just give yourself that break and take that rest when you need it. Yes, exactly. And, you know, if our own cup is not full, how are we going to be able to fill up other people? Um, so I think that self-care is so important. And I think, you know, the profession is starting to look at that with, you know, um, stress and burnout and, you know, how do we um, enhance resiliency uh, for pharmacists? So I think that self-care is, is definitely part of that um, piece of the puzzle. So another key point of your book is about positive self-talk. Um, how do you encourage pharmacists to have positive self-talk? Well, this this is one of the reasons I wrote the book too, because um, when we had that downturn in 2008, I had been staying home with my youngest son for um, four years. I had been a stay-at-home mom, so I kind of hung up my white jacket for a little while and when I headed back to work, I, it was just very hard on me. It, it is still at times. And I, and I know um, a lot of working parents probably feel this. They're missing their family. It's a 12-hour day. Sometimes, like especially younger moms, they may not even see their children that day. By the time they get home from work, it's um, already late at night and the kids are in bed. And even, even for dads. So I really just always say to myself at the pharmacy, turn it around. I'll actually even kind of say it out loud to myself turn it around because, you know, as I start missing my family or becoming frustrated, 
I know that my patients really need the best version of myself and, and they don't really know what's going on with me. And, and some of them are going through a very difficult time too. So I like to just keep it super positive and I love connecting with my patients. So I really just try to bring a smile to, um, you know, an elderly patient's face, somebody who's lonely, um, you know, somebody who's going through a hard time. So kind of take the emphasis off of myself and put it back to the patient care. And that really just helps me so much and really just brightens my day as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's such a good point, Lisa, because sometimes, you know, patients are coming into the pharmacy and that might be the only chance that they get out and about for the day. And, you know, you, people have those patients, they're, they're coming in and they just want to visit or, you know, they're checking to see if they have a prescription ready. Uh, but it's just, you know, kind of an opportunity for, um, you as the pharmacist or, you know, the pharmacy staff to, um, you know, it may be an inconvenience, but as you mentioned, um, think about that person, you know, from a holistic view and, and just a kind word and goes a long way. So I love that you're doing that at your pharmacy and encouraging others to do that as well. Um, so Lisa, how do you stay current about what's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field? Um, I, I love the pharmacist letter. It's it's uh, you know, giving a little plug to them. It's just a great way to really stay on top of things. Super easy topics. But I really am, as um, you had mentioned the word before, holistic, I believe. Um, I'm just into a holistic approach to medicine. So really a lot of disease prevention and how nutrition can affect that. So I do like a lot of reading just on my own, just different interesting articles, that type of thing. Um, I've been asked in the past to guest blog about autoimmune disease and, and um, helping symptoms and preventing the diseases. So I've kind of just done a lot of um, self-development uh, and look, looking into that on my own. So I just love reading about disease prevention and just anything you can do to help prevent disease. So that that's really how I look at things, just anything I can really get my hands on. Yeah, I think that's, that is really... Um the way of the future, uh, because, you know, for a long time, healthcare has been very reactive. And so when someone gets sick, then they go to the doctor or the pharmacy. Um, but if we can start doing more of those prevention type things, like you mentioned, um, it will help to, you know, bring about more health and, and lower healthcare costs and, and everything along those lines. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love being able to, to um, share that knowledge with my patients at the pharmacy as well, you know, um, giving them some tips on um, what to eat and that type of thing, along with um, counseling them on their medications. Yes, I love that. And I think that there's going to be more opportunities for that. I mean, I know that, you know, even Kroger just announced a partnership where they're going to be selling groceries inside Walgreens. Um, so, you know, see, I think that that gives pharmacists a great opportunity to, to start not only, you know, dispensing medication, but also dispensing that knowledge about healthy foods. And, you know, when you've got your diabetic patient coming in and they've got their bag of Cheetos, you can hopefully redirect them to some healthier food options. So I love that you're already doing that. And I think it's um, a great opportunity that will continue to grow for community pharmacists. Um, 
And speaking about the future of pharmacy, what excites you most about the future of pharmacy? Well, I just have to say I love where I work because um, the pharmacy where I'm at is a retail um, rotation at the local college, um, um, Midwestern University here in um, Arizona. So we have a lot of students, not only from Midwestern, but the University of Arizona and other places. So I am just so excited about pharmacy because my students are so excited and I love, you know, sharing the MTMs with them and they're excited about MTMs. A lot of them want to maybe go into working at an MTM center. You know, back when I graduated 30 years ago, it was basically retail or hospitals. So there are just so many clinical options now and that's just so exciting for me and especially to hear their excitement every day. And it's just so great for me as a, a seasoned pharmacist to work with pharmacists just going into the profession right now. And a lot of times we'll also have, um, you know, graduate interns. So just having that, you know, excitement about pharmacy in our pharmacy every day makes it great, a great way to go to work. Yes. I love that. And I think having students around just, um, you know, it, we're able to give back to the profession by educating the next generation. And so, you know, there's certainly value in having students and, and serving as a preceptor. And so I love that you're um, connected well with your school of pharmacy in your area. So Lisa, as our final question, could you share some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Well, absolutely. My biggest tip would be to just get to know your patients. And I know I work retail, so that's a little bit different than people going into hospital maybe. But even if you're seeing patients in the hospital, just that connection with your patients. And honestly, that is the reason I became a pharmacist is wanting to connect with my patients, giving them that smile. So get to know your patients as best as you can. And that just really brings a joy into the job every day, getting to know them. And um, so many of my students actually remark that my pharmacy seems like it's a down-home pharmacy. We get that comment all the time um, on our feedback. And even though it's a retail setting, it's a grocery retail setting, we we know everyone there. And that really just makes the job so much more special. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And that, that brings it, it back to, you know, that personal connection and and really probably why we all ended up going into pharmacy and healthcare is to help others. And so um, getting to know your patient is so important and, and uh, fun. So uh, Lisa, it was such a pleasure to have you on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It was, it's been a pleasure. So I, I'm so happy that I was able to share today. Thank you so much. And now back to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief, which has CE available through Pharmacy Times. And we have some new ways for our listeners to get connected to us. We have a new private Facebook group for Talk to Your Pharmacist listeners. For those of you who are interested in networking, advocacy, and leadership, I'll be doing some Facebook Lives within this group so that you can ask questions. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, Talk to Your Pharmacist for more details, or follow our Instagram, Talk to Your Pharmacist, to find more about this new Facebook group. Also, I am going to be hosting a second webinar on January 15th at 6 p.m. Central. 
to help you prep for interview tips and to get you ready to ace your residency interviews. To sign up for this online webinar, visit the website www.pharmacyadvisory.com workshops. We'll also have more info on our Instagram page, Talk to Your Pharmacist. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.